0: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorrento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Malcolm Blight and David Wolde,
1: all thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Polaris plate clearance deals are on now. Save $2,000 in the range of 1,000 EPS, plus get $1,000 free accessories Boy, what a weekend. Crows fans, if you want to ring one 736 736 Incredible night it was, Saturday night. And Crows are basically out of the final. Well, they are out of the finals running now on a on a review or non-review of a goal. It appears as though the umpire made a mistake. He's under a lot of pressure. His wasn't the only error. I think it was a whole heap of errors after that. But the bottom line is Adelaide will not play finals. And once again, they left it seven goals to come down from behind. It was an incredible comeback. But not quite. Have your say, as I said, the number one Malcolm Flight, how are you? Well, David, yeah, that, what, a, what a day and uh, what a weekend. Um, can I just
2: say also on that, uh, the Adelaide obviously being the headline in this state today, is that Tim Silvers and both Matthew Nix said, geez, if we played earlier, better early in that game, this wouldn't have been yeah, an edge. Nix great. He uh, said, said just, we put yeah. ourselves in that yeah. position. Tim so, Silvers on tonight. Yeah, we got, we'll, we'll ask Tim that later too. So I, there's two things. We know it's 100% wrong. We know it. Um, I've actually suggested, as a lot of other people have, why don't we just do a review of the points? You can lose a grand final by a point. So why don't we take the time, take 10, 15 seconds... Reviewing from upstairs. upstairs. Review it upstairs. Third umpire. So no more, no more of this. No, 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 no more of this. Um, They can't change it now. Any, Any other conversation compensation is just a waste of time. What happens if, if Adelaide are on the other foot last, next time? Does, does it go against them? Do they have to give the money back? I mean, there's so much bad about changing this or looking for anything else other than what it is. It, and that is,
1: change that only. That's all that needs to happen. The goal umpire must have been so certain, he, though, Well, buddy, he was, wasn't he? For not to even think yeah. of a review, given the state of the game. There was bodies on the line. The Crows players were clapping it through. I'm surprised the field umpire, though, um, you know, re- realising gravity of the situation, how close it was, he can, he can immediately call. But as soon as the Sydney players ran off, it's play on. You yeah, can't bring it back. We get all that. However, not every... I've, I've, seen a, I've seen a goal
2: or a point call back from the central umpire. But, mate, it was so close to the post. He, he wasn't going to override the bloke that goes, bang, it's a point. The other thing is, and I've said this before, and people have laughed at me, is that why don't we do six, six, six on behinds? Six just think about it. And that will give you time to, 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 to have, have a review And to... you know what? And what what it'll do also, right? There will be less congestion, even with the stand rule and the six six 12 there'll be less congestion. Less congestion means less tackling. Less tackling means less knee injuries, less ankle injuries, less concussion.
1: Yeah.
2: Like the game used to be. Instead of 30 blokes around the ball. So that would let the game breathe. And if, if, David, I'm I'm still hot on this. The game would be better. What the coaches would then do, they won't make the players run 14 Ks and never touch the ball and go team defence. It is not our game. We've just watched the Matildas and all that great stuff. We've watched Spain beat England in the World Cup uh, final last uh, last night. I mean, we've watched their game. Our game is almost like that. We don't want to. I don't want to be that game.
1: If you do the 6, six, six on a behind, do you then make the full-back actually kick out of the square rather than just being over to ball out? Just keep him back into the how it used well, to Well, you be? can if you want to, but it, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you'll only
2: have 6-6 six, six and 6 anyhow. There won't be. There'll only be six you can virtually kick to plus the midfield through the middle. What about a captain's review? Yeah, I like that. I don't mind that. I actually don't mind that, but you only get one. You know, yeah. just one so other save spot. it for yeah. when it counts. Uh, NRL have got it. I yeah. think, I think well, I've seen cricket that. Cricket is always, the yeah. captain puts up his hand. And just, just, just one review. I mean, that's another way out of it. But quite frankly, say your captain, this is what actually happens when you have this. Our game's a bit different to other games. It's on 160, 170 metres. Yep. Say your captain's Phil Davis has just retired, former captain of the GWS, yep. 192 games, played here in Adelaide. Great career. He's full back. He's captain. That happening on the weekend, does he have to race down and then if he doesn't see it, he's 170 metres away, David. How's he going to make a captain's call on that? Does Ben Keys, who kicked the point, have to go down and say, hey, listen, I listen... Well, and maybe, and buyer, take-
1: maybe have a captain and a vice vice captain. Go, a forward you know and a backman.
2: How, no, well, well, hang on. What if it, There's best only one players. call. doesn't matter. There's only one yeah, call. Yeah, I know, but if you have that, in our game, it's not 100 metres. You're not within 50 metres
1: of everything. You know the ironic thing about this? Had that happened... Let's say it's the first goal oh, yeah. of the afternoon. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. And yeah. and they and there's no review and then you look, like, oh that shit, that was a goal wasn't it? There'd be none of this fuss, would there? No, it just didn't no. happen at the critical time. No,
2: no, listen, what we should do though, is the guy that did kick it, Ben Keys, let's have a listen to what Ben Keyes said about it.
0: To be honest, I think I'm feeling the same as every Crow supporter in the in the country. There's probably anger, frustration, confusion, probably all of the above from, from all the players. Um, yeah, I felt like the boys fought back so hard. Um, you know, they deserved to to get that win, um, but yeah, it wasn't to be.
1: Crow's fans, they were up in arms. I mean, it's been it's been on social media, it's been talkback radio, it's it's been everywhere. And uh, I mean, their dream. Their dream was to play finals, but once again, kicking body. Hey. You got stats on kicking. Yeah, here we
2: go again, David. I read them out last week. It's now worse. Adelaide, the Adelaide Football Club, have had eleven losses. In eight of those games, they've kicked more points than goals. Hello. Mm-hmm. That, is, is that, well, they that? say bad kicking's bad football. Now, can I also say this is the that stats bad? This one's worse. In eleven of those. In six of those 11, they've had more scoring shots than the opposition. Yeah. So, you know I mean, I mean? Some, there's a theme th- there. Some things you bring on yourself. Now, I, I'm I'm hot on this, as you know. I think sometimes it is practice. It is pressure. I know we all miss – we get all that. I think it's the way you practice from here on in. If there's one thing that the Adelaide Football Club will learn over this season, which I think has been a, a growth season, absolute growth season – is that they can spend a bit more time and get a bit more technique and a bit more skill into their goal-kicking.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. This, this, is, this is repeat offender stuff. Crows fans, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 How do you fix up the mess? We've got all this technology. It's a billion-dollar industry. It's a multi, yeah. multi, multi-million-dollar yeah. industry and we can't get things right. That's a good oil, thanks to Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Gee, I love that Cobram, Cobram Estate. Estate. You
2: would have been to Cobram. Yeah, I and i've got a, a friend who's involved in the cobram estate
1: on the board i think i think he's. australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil grown harvested and first cold pressed in northern victoria how do you fix this mess so it doesn't happen again i don't mind the the third umpire up in the stands yep and they can and it, it, i don't care if if sydney've already kicked it out of the wing bad luck it goes back and you get it right yeah you get that one right so the the premise of the game is uh, you know we
2: can talk about draws and you know who plays who and who does what but it's a 23 game season and there's 18 teams so get over yourself everybody that complains about the draw you got to play 23 games and 18 once and five others big deal you'll have your term in
1: the sun every 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 team will have their turn so should the should the actual technology be clearer too if that so the the post lights up if it does does it like the, uh, the bales that, you know, in cricket can.
2: Now, can I tell you, at golf today, we had a conversation about this. Lindsay Heaven came up with a really good idea. A silicon chip on the ball or chip on the ball would be one. But also, why don't we just have laser goalposts? You know, like we, let's say the old Sabre from the Star Wars yeah. stuff. I mean, we've got light shows coming everywhere. Why don't we have goalposts rather than being timber, just be laser? And then if it goes, hits into that, that's a point, And if it goes there, it's a goal. Just think about that there, Lindsay. I told you I'd talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> what? What about
1: uh, anything that hits the post and stays in? No, as a goal? no,
2: no. You don't like no. that? No, well, could, no. It's got to. It's got to go through the commission. There's got to be a whole constitution game change on the game. When I was involved in the six 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 from the centre bounce with Lee Matthews, I suggested some other things, and they said, "No, we can't change the scoring.
1: Okay. It's got to be done through a commission and a whole list of processes." Let's see if David's got a, a good reason to improve things. Hello, David.
3: Good day, how are you? Good, thank you. Um, just the uh, touching the post rule. Uh, they don't have it in soccer or they don't have it in rugby. So if they just, if it goes through the goalpost, it goes through the goalpost, whether it touches or not, it goes through the points, it's the point. So, you know, can they change that rule?
1: Well, that's part of our. We, yeah,
2: that's we're the constitution. You've got yeah. to change the constitution of the game or the actual. The actual fabric of the game... I'll just forget the terminology now. I was having a conversation with Stephen Hocking when he was in charge of the football department. And wouldn't it be nice if we had a, a someone in head office who's in charge of football? How some of the mess we've had this year? that You can't do that. It's got to go... It's, it's a very, very long process... But it can to be change, ...to change the scoring system. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. But I reckon it would take... He said it would be an 18-month, two-year thing of actually going through. The legal ramifications are, are, are pretty lengthy.
1: Yeah, David, I don't mind if it's a post and stays in, like soccer or, or NRL, any of those are over the line. And I, I think that could be a goal. Wouldn't worry me. It wouldn't worry me at all, if, yeah. as long as it's between the goals. Yeah.
2: But that wouldn't have fixed no, up.
3: There's, there's been so much of you know, um, indecision, I suppose, about oh. whether it's a goal or not. As far
2: as yeah, it would clear it up. Yeah, I, David. Nice. Yeah, j- David. Just on that, uh, that's a really good point. But I just think that wouldn't have solved the Adelaide problem because it went through the goals. If the goal umpire is going to go bang, it's he's, he's called it a goal. No, so it's ha- not going to solve that problem.
1: If, what I'm saying, if that come off the inside of the goal post, which it hit the inside and went through, that's a goal. That's a, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, whatever, okay. whatever. St- gotcha. How many more goals have you kicked? Had it- <laughs> had you uh- like, flick the post. There'll be a few Can, can, can I say 300? There'd, there'd probably a <laughs> probably. few. But they've got to get some clarity, and, and and you're saying there's not a lot of leadership from above. No. That, and you know, I remember you said this three weeks ago. The thing that worries you is who is running the ship. Get, yeah. I mean, we thought gell was going have gone. Yeah, we've
2: got two CEOs, apparently, and I know Andrew Dillon's done a bit on the footy stuff. But, I mean, someone's got to... And it's a bit like the MRO. Was that a high tackle? Was this one a sling? Was that one or not? How many times have we discussed that? And what only last week we were discussing about a goal line thing again. I mean,
1: someone someone put a hat on and take responsibility. Give us a call. What are your thoughts? How do we improve this? Uh, a lot of people do want their say. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Go to Sam Fantasia. Sam, quite a few texts coming through on this. If you want to text 0427-736. One five four one double six. Uh Lance from Birkenhead saying, I remember when Port lost a showdown when Jenkins hit the post. Correct. It was given as a goal. Apparently yep. it was the same Same goal. Up. Oh, Yeah, apparently. Oh. Uh, even Jenkins said it hit the post after the game. A Crow supporter rung in and said he saw it right behind it and saw it hit the
2: post. So, so he's evened up now.
1: It's evened up, that's right. <laughs> um, uh, one from Terry here. Why not make it a goal if it goes through the middle, even if it goes to the post and yeah, play it on. That's all we said. David just yeah. said that. Uh, there's a long one here from Jason. Um, it's probably too long to read yeah. out on air, and we'll condense it uh, one after. from Jeff. I feel for the Crows as Port people back on the Josh Jenkins uh, and Luke Shuey in that final where he lifted his uh, lifted his uh, Yeah. So, 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 so there you are. Not that long ago, it's, the Adelaide
2: yeah, Crows it's
1: got the rub of the green. That's different.
2: <laughs> of course, it's different. <laughs> yeah, Have your say. You? We're going to a break. 1300
1: 736 736. How do we fix this mess? Uh, we've got Tim Silvers from the Adelaide Crows a little bit later uh, coming up on the show. The Kia EV6 GT World Performance Car of the Year. Uh, the top seven lost in the wash. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey, Sports Day SA.
0: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorrento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.
1: Mark and Blight and David Woody for Kia. Kia didn't just make up the eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle, the Kia Carnival GUV. Damien Hardwick. Yeah,
2: now we should mention that. Yeah, Gold Coast Suns, five to six years. I heard somebody five and somewhere six. That's a lot. It's a lot. A lot, yeah. It's a great call, isn't it? I mean, he can coach. We know that he's got a great record. You can coach
1: Gold Coast next year to the eight. Uh, You come out now. No, can I tell you something? I won't. You won't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, can I just, just you. tell you? I got a text from. Uh, we got a text from Ron. He just said, "Mate, simple solutions. Review all scoring decisions that are questionable." I agree with that, Ron. Accepting this one wasn't questionable because well, the goal umpire's gone bang immediately. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I agree, we should have a third umpire in the stand, and that would it. And he's saying perhaps the players would enjoy the break in play. Uh, we got another text
1: here from Andrew on 0427154166 saying, play on like the soccer, bring it back after a review, and then some yeah. other things about the umpires that I won't read out. Yeah, okay. I don't I don't see anything wrong if you've got that third man up. Even if Sydney have taken the ball to... Yeah, well,
2: you've got to change the rules. Yeah, but, exactly. You've got the rule's the rule. not in the moment. But uh, we've also got Monica on the line. She wants to talk about the Crows. Hi, Monica. Good evening.
3: Oh, hi, guys. How are you? Good, Good. thanks um um I'm a long time listener and first time caller now, this is the second time this has happened to the crows this year. The first time I believe was when we played Collingwood, and that went against us again on a point, and it should have been a goal. no
1: that was so more of a free kick, weekend. I think monica they uh, they thought Dawson should have got yeah. a free kick for smack in the face in the last minute, but um yeah, yeah
3: but no, this on the weekend um It was definitely a goal. Even on the front page of today's advertiser, the AFL boss, apologised. But that doesn't help the Adelaide Crows with their uh, trying to get into the finals. I mean, if the Sydney Swans were very sportsman-like gentlemen, they would have realised that they lost to us by five points and they should... Bow out. Oh, wow. Monica,
2: Monica, (laughs) I don't know if you heard us earlier, Monica, but uh, Josh Jenkins apparently kicked a point and was given a goal and the Crows won the game. Sam, what was that in?
1: In the showdown. Showdown. (laughs) How nice would that be if Sydney said, you know what, you're right, we'll give you the thanks, Monica. Thanks, Thanks, Monica, thanks for the
2: call. Good on you. Uh, Adam, we've also got Adam wants to have a comment. Hi, Adam, good evening.
3: Yeah, how you going, fellas? Hey, look, I've been listening to this all day and and whilst I'm, I'm a Crow supporter, upset about it all, but... At the end of the day, the, um, the Sydney boys clearly knew the umpiring rules that yep. get the ball into play quick so the umpire can't make the decision and it's play on. So, yeah, that's a training thing or a, um, a coaching thing in the off-season to get the players to understand the, the umpiring rules and how things work. Um, and then you know, to alleviate that, I guess, down the track, yeah, you get rid of the little bag of footballs at the back so they can play on quick. Um, and someone gives them the ball to play on or kick out again. Um, you know, 10, 15 seconds later, umpire is clarified and game on.
2: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things, another one here from Mary from Largs Bay agrees that 666 on points makes sense to her. And she asked the question, when can a player kick off after a point? Does it after the goal umpire finishes waving flag? That used to be, but I think no, they I can think actually do it straight away now. Once signal signals it, and it's been it's acknowledged, acknowledged. Yep. I think
1: because that was happened so quick. quickly. Yeah, even in a call, we we, yeah. we thought there might have been. A, sorry, go on, Adam.
3: Yeah. So look, so clearly the, the the Swans players saw it go through for a goal, and gone. The umpire's gone. Um, Point hit the post. Yeah. The, the Sydney players have grabbed the ball and gone. Right, we're playing on before they change their mind. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. So they, so, they understood what the, the ramifications of yeah. the
2: recall. If they've done that, that's good on them. Yeah, You know
3: what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd love the Clays, but it, it just goes to show that the Sydney players are on the ball a little bit more than the Clays. Yeah, players. they um, are. They get this ball out of here, um, and they can't review the decision, play on.
1: Yeah, good call, Adam. But as I said, Malcolm, you said, if they have a review, it up in the stench, but they're going to have to change the rule. Yep. And I think they will now. Yeah, they will.
2: Most definitely. I've got no doubt about it. I've got no doubt about it. Look, I said this, one. it's heartbreaking, David. This, this is heartbreaking. If, you're, if you've got anything to do with the Crows, can I also say that John Longmire, the coach of the Swans, has said today he really felt disappointed for the Adelaide Football Club. And, and knowing John as I do, I'd suggest that, was, that his emotion was true. It would have been terrible if it happened to Sydney. He feels for the Adelaide Football Club I mean, he's going to play finals now, but he does feel for the Adelaide Football Club, and I genuinely believe him.
1: Yeah, a lot of uh, texts coming through, Malcolm. Take the technology away. Stop the replays on the big screen. Go back to when the umpire's decision was final. Umpires are human and can make a mistake. I do feel for the the poor old goal umpire. I think it was a, you know, a myriad of errors, not just his own, really. Unbelievable. But uh, can't change it unless they change the rules. No,
2: and I... Something will happen, David. This is not going to, this is not going to go away. Particularly if we get a general manager or a head of football at AFL House. Please, Gil,
1: McLaughlin, Andrew Dillon, can we get someone in charge of the game again, please? Yeah, and I think it's the timing of the goal. Had that been, you know, first quarter, it would have been forgotten. They think, oh, hang on, we should have got yeah. a goal earlier, but. Uh, We're live from SENSA studio, Lumo SA at 1 King William Street. Come and say hello. Powered by Lumo Energy SA. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. Uh, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. Plenty more to come,
0: including CEO of the Adelaide Footy Club, Tim Silver. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorrento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA.
1: Welcome back to Sports Day. I say Malcolm Blight and David Woolley for tyre power. Get four for three on selected Kumo tires Your trusted tyre experts. That's tyre power. Perfect. Well, Malcolm there's drama. Biggest drama. I think we've seen all year in footy. The crows are on the wrong side of it. The final two minutes against Sydney as a goal or a non-goal. Um, unbelievable. The ramifications of not only the Adelaide footy club, but other clubs are trying to get in the eight in mm. different positions. And, we thought we'd speak with the CEO of the Adelaide Footy Club, Tim Silvers. Tim, thanks for your time. I, I won't ask you how you're going, but, uh, God, how dramatic is it? And what about the fallout for you guys? And where does it leave you in perhaps pursuing any any compensation or, or whatever for the club?
4: It's been a massive 48 hours. And even at the time, when it happened, I, I was I thought because the goal umpire would seemed so confident at the time that it, that it must have been a point. So it wasn't until sort of 20 minutes after the game that, uh, you know, even after the coaches address, we, there was a bit of an assumption that it was a point and then it seemed to sort of unravel from there. So we've gone through a range of emotions as a footy club and anger's been part of it, but disappointment and frustration that human error um, has sort of left us here and we couldn't get it... Couldn't get it overturned, um, and we understand why, but, uh, yeah, look, it's a really disappointing outcome, and the footy gods aren't smiling on us, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, and Tim, probably had that happened in the first goal of the game, it, it gets forgotten. You say, oh, well, that's a poor decision or whatever, but considering the, that Adelaide were coming, I think four goals, eight in the last quarter, you finally hit the front, then it gets overturned, and, of course, the finals just go out the window.
4: Yeah, like you guys mentioned, the, the ramifications for us, for the swan, and then about three or four other teams in and around it is just huge. So, like, because of the time and the moment, it's probably the biggest match day error I've, I've seen in footy. And look, I acknowledge the AFL put their hand up and own the mistake. But, you know, we, we've got to, my personal view is we've just got to get better in the industry where we think we're a world class industry. We just need to use whatever technology is available to take human error out of the equation.
2: Tim, I I mean, it's it's. I think I said this morning. A press guy rang me yesterday and just said, "Look, it's heartbreaking. I mean, it's wrong. It's 100% wrong. Everyone knows it's 100% wrong. This is not the Adelaide Football Club whinging. This is just trying to find out the best way around it." Now, I don't understand. We have reviews for goals, and I said also, "You can lose a grand final by a point." point. Why aren't we reviewing points as a matter of course, anyhow? It can only take five to ten seconds, wait for the bloke to kick it back in, and we don't have to go through this rubbish anymore. Just your thoughts on that, Tim?
4: Yeah, well, as you know, every time there's a goal, um, when it takes 45 seconds to for the next bounce, that there is the time that they have to review those. So for goals, there's the opportunity. I, I, I understand there's a, there's a bit of talk that we, we don't want to have any more time wastage in the game, but it's so important to get the results right. My kids are right into their soccer. They've been watching yep. the FIFA over the last couple of weeks, and you see how the quality of VAR, and they can make decisions and then bring bring it back. So I think for the integrity of the comp, it's something we should look at closely.
1: Poor old goal umpires copped it, but I still feel there were another four or five umpires, Tim, Around where that was, and as I said, there was arms and legs going through. It's come from the the side on. You just think it was logical to review it, but I think it's it's more than just the goal umpire. I think the whole system failed there.
4: Yeah, and just on the goal umpire, look, I, I, we do feel for him. I know he's been, um, you know, he's been un, under pressure over the last couple of days, and he's mortified by by what's happened. But the the umpires, that they are a team. There were four field umpires that could have. Uh, not necessarily overruled, but just asked for a review. And if we had got a review, it would have been the the right result. But look, we're devastated as a footy club. I I don't want to look like a a whinger here on the the radio. We're really disappointed. It may have changed the outcome of that game. But as a footy club, you know, we've unfortunately just got to move on, dust ourselves off, know that we, we had a real crack at it. We came back from 42 points down. I think, and you know, we've we've got a brave group who continue to fight, and I'm always confident that we're in the fight for for success in the future.
2: Tim, I was really interested in your your comments, and also Matthew Nix's comments to say, "Gee, we we found ourselves in this, this position, and it didn't go our way. But perhaps if we played better earlier or kicked straighter, we wouldn't have been in this position." And I, you know, what I I think that is is the right thing to do from a club point of view. i know it's heartbreaking i know it's bloody terrible but but it is true isn't it could have won that game just by doing a couple of other things better earlier
4: no doubt no doubt there's this feeling of coulda shoulda woulda in about five of our games this year we've been so close to so many good teams and we've been right in the in the final couple of minutes and there's games that could have gone our way and and they haven't this year but uh yeah, we're, we're working hard. We're getting more experienced, and I've always had a saying that good things happen to good people. And we mightn't see it at the moment, but uh, yeah. I know we've got some really good people, and we've got strong work ethic. And I think some things will go away in the not too distant future.
1: I guess is Tim Silver, CEO of the Adelaide Footy Club. Tim, run a couple of things by you. be she'll be discussing more with the AFL, and they have to get this right, as as Blighty said. One captain's review. Maybe mm. all other sports are bringing in. We see the NRL, we see cricket. You get a review. Or even the third umpire, take it out of the, some of the umpires on the ground, but the third umpire's got all the vision, he can make a call, cool, shine a light on the ground and and perhaps have that review, whether whether the goal umpire or the field umpire misses it.
4: I'm, I'm open to all of those. I think, how can we improve our game? Uh, we need to I, I'm biased we've got the best game in the, in the world I think, but we've got to keep evolving and we've had, when Steve Hocking was in charge he made a number of different rule changes and we got better um, now for the integrity of the competition we've got to find ways to improve our, our goal um, our goal review system so if that's the last two minutes of games like they do in the NFL, it gets taken out of the goal umpire's hands, and it's done by the ARC or the VAR type system Let's look at that. Because, you know, this, uh, as unfortunate it is, it's an incident and we can learn from this.
2: Now, I don't know if you want to comment on this, but I've made this commentary many times this year with David and I, Rader, and people ringing in. I just can't believe in the game of ours, Australian Rules Football, we have no one supposedly in charge heading up a football department of a billion-dollar industry. We have two CEOs floating around, good on them, but no one in charge of the football. I don't know if you want to comment it, but I, I just find it ludicrous that we couldn't find anyone over a 12-month period to fill, the to, to fill the position. So maybe, maybe this person would have stopped some of this and some of the other stuff that's happened this year, including players getting suspended, concussions, all that. Any comment on that, Tim?
4: Um, I can probably let you comment on mostly on that, Look, We They do have an interim... Um, in charge at the moment, who, who's Laura Kane, who's a, a young and up, in, up and coming, good good executive, and Andrew Dillon, it's been part of his portfolio, but the fact of the matter is that, yeah, we haven't had an official head of footy since Brad Scott, which was, and he's gone to Essence, so probably about 12 months ago.
1: I'm trying to think of the, the fallout, there's a big fallout, Crows out of finals contention, there's a financial hit for the club, you don't play any finals or merchandise, all this type of thing. Even Matthew Nixon, the players, Nixy gets him in the eight, and unbelievable achievement from where the clubs come and and then they've got the betting they were like this betting on the the game the punters that backed Adelaide aren't happy is there any course of compensation anywhere for your financial hit and it will be a financial hit uh, missing the finals when you perhaps could have been there
4: look there's nothing specific uh, I must say but there's the AFL, to their credit, like I said before, put their hand up and own the mistake, and we'll be coming to them and looking for some sort of redress here. And it's something that we'd like to do in a professional manner and behind closed doors. But yeah, uh, you know, it is. There is an impact for our footy club, no doubt.
2: Tim, going forward, then put your put your boot on the other foot. So this happened to you, and you got lucky. Because I'll guarantee you, I've seen this many times in 50-odd years in sport. You know, it just goes. Sometimes you get the rub of the green. So right now, if you're going for anything compensation at all, anything at all, so that means it's got to come off of Sydney. Maybe Sydney got lucky and got in because of it. So when it happens to Adelaide Football Club in years to come, hopefully it does, do you give the money back?
4: (laughs) Uh, what i'm hoping to do is that i'm hoping to channel a bit of malcolm blight luck and look at 97 <laughs> and 98 how how we, we got a bit of rubber the green and um you know shot through to through the final so hopefully you know good things like i said before having the good people and we get the rubber the green cuz like i said we we've been uh desperately unlucky this year um but it's not through um our, we've been trying as hard as we can and i think we're on an improving list and um we got we got a game to win this week we we can't just say okay that happened on the weekend where we're shutting up shop no we want to finish on a high get some momentum because we want to be a force in 24.
2: good now let's i, I just i mean the summary of the year i mean that you're one game and you're quite right i mean matthew nix is four years you're in their third year and and the place looks really really stable which is great in 20 three wins in 21 2021 seven wins last year 22, 8 wins. I, I predicted between 8 and 10 wins. I thought that would be a really – you know that step you need to make up to get just on the 8 or just outside the 8? Jo- Tim, I reckon you're there. So the expectation now, hopefully you win on the weekend, that would be 11 wins. That I mean, that the is – I, 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 I reckon that is a launching pad. It's year five. You've got 18 picks under in the top 30. You can see all the moving parts going forward. So, whatever happens, I know that's happened on the weekend. But I reckon the club can give itself a bit of a pat on the back. So can Matthew Nix, the whole coaching department, the whole administration, and just say, okay, let's now make this concerted effort. Twenty 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 Four is going to be a great year for us.
4: Yeah, when we reflect on the year, like our, our main objectives were, were to be in the hunt for finals we we needed to be more competitive and we need to be more more consistent and i think a lot of those objectives we've given a tick we've been in the hunt for finals all year we've pushed most of the top teams really close we've had some we've had some really good victories so um, there's been a few big ticks our consistency through games you know it's sometimes has been a little bit of a challenge and obviously our, our away record but we feel like we're really close when we look forward we've got this at this stage, our draft, I think we got three picks in the top 25 oh, at the yeah. minute. We've been able to bring in some um, you know, free agency talent or traded in talent over the last couple of years with Dawson and Rankin have, have helped improve us and Dawson's now become our captain. So I feel yeah. like we're on the right path. I agree with you, Blighty. Um, it's hopefully a launching pad for, for some success in the future. And there's going to be expectation next year and bring it on. Um, you know, pressure's a privilege and we look forward to it.
1: Tim, we use a lot of Malcolm Blightisms on this show and he's always stated that if you kick more points than goals, you generally don't win the game. And that's an aspect, I mean, even in that last quarter, good players miss goals. Fogarty would normally kick that 8 out of 10. Walker, McAdam, so... There was other chances too, weren't there? But not just in that game, in other games. Well, David, just as we spoke
2: about earlier in the show, just, just, Tim, I did some numbers on this. Eight out of the 11 losses the clubs had, you had more points than goals. And in six of them, six of them had more scoring shots. I mean, that's a fair bit of the ball. It's a fair bit of a lot of chances. Win just those top yeah four. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah you win those and in fact there's a team who was it there was a team primarily down the road from you down the port road a bit that actually did that last yeah. year and all of a sudden they started kicking winning those short uh, small games so the gains can be there it can be done just with goal kicking
4: yeah we will you're 100% right offensively where we've improved the most out of, out of the whole competition i think our, our four points uh, with three goals a better team. We've been really efficient up forward. We've had a lot of shots on goal, so we're doing a lot of the right things. We've obviously got our hands on the ball. Our goal kicking at times has been um, has let us down. And look, it, it's not just a Adelaide Footy Club thing. It's been something that, if you look at all the skills over your time, Blighty, like everything's improved. It, it always seems to be goal mm. kicking. Sometimes that does come down. To, the pressure, but we, we feel like we're really close. We're really close. And um, hopefully next year we can uh, fix up a few of those inefficiencies up forward.
1: Yeah. Love all your honesty, Tim. I'd like to ask you a question about Matt Crouch. Because bloody and I've discussed this right throughout the year. We, we feel he was hard done by and since he's come back and he's playing some super footy. And the question that was asked last week, if you're Matt Crouch, would you stay at Adelaide or would you seek greener pastures? And he's probably, up his ante in value in the last month. Where does it sit with Adelaide? Because he doesn't want to be playing in the reserves after pretty well a couple of years, mainly in the reserves. What's your thoughts with Matt?
4: Oh, my, my thoughts off the top with Matt is that he, what he has done this year has been absolutely outstanding. The way he's handled himself, it's tough for a guy who's an, who's been a best and fairest winner and All-Australian to be... Languishing a little bit in the reserves for it for a lot of the year, but the way he held himself, the way he brought our young players through, his commitment to training, he, he's just been first class. And then when he got his opportunity, well, wow, he's just taken it. So it's been been a real credit to him. Um, I, I think he wants to stay in Adelaide. He, he's got um, a young family now. He he enjoys it here. And, um, yeah, it's something that we're going to probably pick up with him officially over, over probably after the last game of the season.
2: Tim, no, I'm I just uh, having watched him the last five or six years pretty closely, I just, the thing with him, I, for some reason now, he started using his legs. I was calling for it five years ago, four years, and he's actually starting to run with the ball just rather than handball or flat-footed. So someone's got hold of him, and I reckon coached him for the better, hopefully, that he's a much better player than probably when he won the best and fairest.
4: Yeah, he's like I was just saying. His his last four or five weeks have just been excellent, and it is noticeable the way he's driving his legs, yeah. and getting still getting the contested ball, but also um, you know getting more meters gained. So he's he's had a, he's been terrific, and he's actually been a really good leader for us in in what is still a pretty inexperienced midfield. So. Uh, A a credit to him, and he's been really valuable in the last part of the year.
2: Now, one final one off, all of that stuff. Now, getting back to underneath your feet, underneath the desk, Theberton, where are we about with the the ground? We've sort of lost track of that during the year. The footy's been really engrossing. So where are you up with that? You About to make an announcement, are
4: you? Uh, Look, we're we're not far away. There's been a heap of work going on in the background. We're we're finalising our design. It's going to be our home of AFLW. We're going to hopefully still relocate the entire club there. There's been a couple of challenges with just making it uh, more community-minded with with support to the, of the local residents, but we think we're really close to finalising and hopefully we're not too far away from an official announcement.
1: Oh, and good. one last, last oh, one, Tim, <laughs> as we always do. Uh, you picked up rank and you picked up Dawson, the recruiting, which Adelaide in recent years, apart from bets, perhaps haven't been able to do it. Is there someone on your radar again? But I still think you can always improve that team. You've got um, obviously some draft picks, as you said, but getting a Rankin and a Dawson just help and it helps quickly. Uh, What's on the radar there?
4: I look at, as a footy club, our part of our strategic list build is to look at bringing in traded in or free agent talent. So this year's no exception. But because we're getting to the pointy end of our list build, it's now more around our needs and what, what are mm. some of the types of players we need. So we need to focus on those. And there's probably not the big names that have been around uh, over the last couple of years. However if we'll continue to try to be active and see what is available for us, but we are going to have some specific needs if if we're going to get aggressive in that market. And alternatively, three picks in the top 25 is
1: also a good result. Yeah, it's so important to become a destination club. Tim, thanks for your time. I know it's been a difficult couple of days, but as Blighty said, the season's been good, one of growth, and we can see the, the green shoots and what might go forward next year. Thanks once again.
4: Great. Thanks for your support
1: all season. Tim Silver's there, CEO of the Adelaide Footy Club. Yeah, uh, I did quote you. I often use you in a, in a call, and I said to Mark Bickley, you hey, look at the score, more points than goals. What happens? Did you say seven out of ten you lose or something? It's yeah, incredible no, they've something. lost
2: eight out of 11. When eight out of 11? Yeah, eight out of 11 when they've kicked more points than goals. Yeah. Or behinds, as, as oh, some people call it. Richie he says. calls them, yeah. <laughs> but it is. But six more with more scoring shots. Now, I know you can. what you need then to analyse where? where they were, how the ball was moved in. But you do that. If you're a football club, that's what you do. But
1: Saturday night, they missed gimmies, didn't they? Oh, yeah, Within they did. 30 yeah. metres oh, yeah. and good kicks. Yeah. Fogarty's a good kick. Yeah. a good. Taylor Walker's a good kick. Yeah, I know. They all missed. Yeah, they did. And we, hey, No one's
2: never not done that. We've all had those days. Yeah, but you can't have eight out of 11. No, that's right. There's, there
1: is a pattern, pattern there.
2: there yeah. So you've got to look at your training. You've got to look at the way they're doing it. And that's got to be done over summer.
1: Yeah, but I, th- I think Adelaide. If you go individually, Rankin's a, an amazing kick. Yeah. Walk's an amazing kick. Phil thought yeah. for big guys a pretty good kick. Yes, yes. Fogarty's as good as a, but somehow it's not coming. Maybe is it often where you take the shot from? Could be,
2: and you could be under pressure. Don't forget they're on the run as well. Rushed, rushed, all that sort of stuff. But see, th- don't forget now we can push a button and you can see Find the player. Away. You can see every kick Taylor Walker's had at goal for the whole year in about a 10, eight- to ten-minute package. That's all it
1: would be. You can yeah. actually see stuff and yeah, coach it. I agree. Um, just spoke with Tim Silvers then. Adelaide's development, you said eight. 10 wins, and yeah. I thought, gee, that, if they can get 8 to 10, that's a really good improvement. Well, they should get 11. They could have had 14 or 15. I yeah, know could it could have been. could have, should have, But would've. five games under a goal, you'd, you'd like to split that, wouldn't you? Win yeah, three of would. them.
2: Yeah, but that's what Port Adelaide did last year, and look at them now. They, they've won those close ones this year,
1: and that's why you end up playing finals, David. No, exactly right. What do you got for me over there? I know you've got plenty you want to say. Well, in just, our, uh, in a, We're in the final quarter. Yeah, we are, actually.
2: I know we've talked a bit about, uh, obviously, uh, Adelaide and also Damien Hardwick in his new role. But I, there, there was an interesting one today. I was driving around and I listened to Chris Grant um, talk about Luke Beveridge's future. Uh, they've been the hardest club to follow this year, the Western Bulldogs, in a lot of way. And I just thought that, you know, while we've got this time, just to see what the great Chris Grant, great player, yeah. is on the board, had to say about... Luke Beveridge's future at the Western Bulldogs.
1: Is there any circumstance in which Luke Beveridge isn't the coach of the Bulldogs next season?
3: No, no, not in not in my eyes or the club's eyes. No, no, we remain very, very bullish about that.
4: Um, you know, uh, Bevo's, you know, hurting after yesterday, um, understandably. Um, and reflecting, um, but at the same time, um, you know, his voice, real commitment to to the role, um, and we're backing him in. Um, so, you know, as far as we're concerned, there's no no um, chance that that will happen.
1: I'll come back to that. Uh, lost in the wash, thanks to Toolkit Depot, Malcolm Blight David Wildy Toolkit Depot, uh, tools, equipment, safety gear, workwear. Toolkit Depot, tradie nights, Wednesday, August twenty three. Head to toolkitdepot com dot for more details. He doesn't look quite right to me. I don't. You look at Luke Beveridge on the. Yeah. He looks like he's lost for ideas. Beveridge, when he first came to the club, was, you know, had had a presence. He just looked. I know they show him alone in the box often. He's just sitting in his face, but he he looked a forlorn figure, like in the first quarter, Malcolm. Not. I just thought, you know, Tim Kelly's been
2: probably the West Coast. He'll win their best and fairest won't he, by a minute? Should. West Coast. Yeah. I,
1: mean, had, I, looked at, I, was, I was
2: watching the game. With him. 13, 14 positions first in the first quarter. quarter. Yeah, and nothing happens. No tag. Yeah, geez, no, nothing. And I, I know a lot of them don't tag now, and I'm not sure why. We, we have this discussion all the time. Good heavens, if you've got a good player. Now, I didn't tag. Sometimes I did first up, but not very often. Wait, let the game unfold, but have one ready just to run around. I remember playing a guy called Kim Costa. You yes, know, just sometimes you actually Bandy get one set up. Yeah, just, and, and Kim loved doing it, you know. And well, the guinness
1: credits. of um, Hawthorne kept Oliver uh, at um, 10 possessions, 3 quarters. Guinness, exactly.
2: You're doing a beautiful job. Yeah, exactly. So, I I just don't think if, if you if you, I know you spend a lot of time with them now. They don't, I told you. Saturday coaching is not like it used to be. No. You do a lot during the week with them, players wise. So,
1: why wasn't Ke- why Well, they they look they'd probably Kelly?
2: still say, he'd probably gone in at quarter time and said, Look, okay, I'm going to you five goals, yeah, didn't they? Know, yeah, no, but just, it's like, oh, oh, giving you this, let's go, and let's beat him. But by the time you do that, mate, you can be three or four goals down, and that's the game sometimes.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think this, I think there's something hot right at the Bulldog. So, um, he at times seems to make strange selection decisions and people, wow, is he playing or he's not playing? But, yeah, I mean, Chris Grant, I respect Chris Grant, but things can change, as you know, bloody can change on the drop of a hat.
2: Yeah. Now, I just want to – we'll just go back. We did talk about Damien Hardwick earlier in the, in the yep. show, David. Now, this is a five- or six-year deal. I, I've read somewhere today it's five years, and I've read it's a six-year six deal. You're not very happy about six-year deals, are you?
1: Oh, more for a player. Yeah, okay. More for a player. But he's walked into, I think, the cream of the cream crop to – to get Gold Coast where they are, where they're situated, right on the cusp of the eight, and they'll keep on getting... And he'll probably bring players to the club, I'd imagine... Do you so, think there's
2: talk about Dusty Martin? Do you reckon Dusty will go? I don't I, reckon he will.
1: I hope Dustin... We might speak with Neil Baum tomorrow. I hope um, oh, Dustin stays at, at Richmond myself. Yeah, I do. I, I, I personally
2: would, yeah. He's, he's, got his, you know, he's got his three premierships and three Norm Smiths and a Brownlow. I mean, it'd be nice to see him stay, Richmond. I agree with that. But that's not necessarily going to be the best thing
1: for him going forward. He might want a new challenge. Just on Hardwick, do you think when he quit Richmond... Does any thought of the Gold Coast want me any contact between no, any I th- party I th- no, at all?
2: I, I think he he thought he'd got the best out of the group. I, this is my opinion because I've actually been in that chair. You, you think uh, there's nothing? I've got I've got nothing more I can give. No, but hang blows. on, two
1: weeks later you, you got the bug back. He yeah. <laughs> come out and said, yeah, <laughs> "Yeah, what do I do here?" Yeah, no, I'm at lost. Least, at least I took twelve months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit stupid. It doesn't matter. He's there. They landed yeah. their man, and uh, poor old Stewie Jew, he was one that missed out, but. Uh, Anyhow, that's just me for us, bloody. What a big show. We've yeah. covered so much ground, particularly on the Crows or the goal or the non goal. But uh, the good thing about it, we we'll do it all again tomorrow night between six and seven. Bye for now. Bye, David.
0: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorrento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.